The Chiefs survive a sloppy Monday night football contest, and we have no idea what to make of anybody in the AFC. Who are the contenders, and do we buy them? We're going to play a little bit of Lock It or Mock It, and then we are going to head to the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. we got to deal with that Derrick Henry injury and Adrian Peterson signing with the Titans and all of that stuff, so do not miss it here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On NFL Podcast. It is Tuesday. That means you get me, Luke Braun, uh, at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Uh, Ross Jackson is unavailable right now, so we are joined. Always a pleasure to be joined here by Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. And thank you so much for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen of the day. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the AFC contenders. We're going to do the Tuesday fantasy thing. But first, we got to start with whatever we just witnessed on Monday Night Football. <laughs> the Chiefs, I guess, equaling out 20 to 17 is the final score there. Uh, and I mean, it just seemed like one of those games where both teams were trying so hard to lose so many sloppy mistakes, so many penalties, so many turnovers and stuff. We kind of knew the giants were stinky, but the (laughs) chiefs are sitting at four and four and it's the most hideous four and four ever. I don't know. I I, I don't know where to go with them, what to do with them. Yeah. I mean, Clyde Rizalaire isn't that important to this team. So you can't blame his absence. No, Williams. The run game was great by all accounts. What blows my mind, Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings, is this offensive line that they brought a billion dollars into to pay isn't gelling, it seems. No. Like, it's worked some, but you have Creed Humphrey at center, and sometimes a rookie playing center, it takes a little while to mold because a great center, and I know this firsthand with Ronnie Hudson uh, with the Cardinals, is he'll help the guards with their jobs. And if a center is only focused on his specific role, it kind of makes the rest of the offensive line crumble if he's not able to take care of that role on his own. Now, I don't know what's going on. They're they're now just looking very top-heavy on offense. And the defense is giving up over 400 yards a game. They're lucky to play the Giants tonight. Yeah. So I just don't... I don't know what the hell's going on. This is far beyond a hangover. You know, this is far beyond losing the Super Bowl hangover. It is a little bit losing the Super Bowl hangover because when you go, when you win your conference, every single person who's up for a contract is going to want that much more. Hey, look, we were successful. You better pay me if you want to keep this going, right? That's how things have gone for decades. Um, and so by nature, you can't keep as many people around and then you got to do new things. But I think you you hit it dead on with the center. Um, and I am not familiar enough with the Chiefs. I cover an NFC team and you cover an NFC team. So go listen to Ryan Tracy if you want more detail over at Locked On Chiefs, right? But that would make a lot of sense because for me, offensive line, I I say it on my show all the time. It has to be five bodies on one brain. Uh, That brain is the center's brain. And so if he's making mental errors, kind of doesn't matter what you paid for Orlando Brown Jr. or Mike Remmers or any of those guys um, or or Joe Thune. Like if if those mistakes are being made and you're leaving one on ones where they're not supposed to be and stuff, then that can kind of put everybody in bad situations. And that's not to take blame off of everybody who gives up pressures and sacks in a game. But it is a thing that can happen. And what that does is it kicks Patrick Mahomes into hero mode. And when you have two deep lurking safeties in hero mode, 
that's when you can force Patrick Mahomes to make risky throws. And he, I, I think Eli Manning said it on the Manning cast. He got away with that for two, three years. Now he's not getting away with it anymore. And he's still pushing that envelope. He might still be right to push that envelope. Um, but, you know, you're bringing in an element of luck and the luck's bad this year. Yeah. And they didn't, they need an intermediate pass route runner. I mean, Tyreek Hill can they need like run a route and, running. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a, I don't know. Like I Adam mean, Thielen. We were talking about this before yeah, the show. Yeah. Or, you know, Cooper Cup is now in the upper echelons. So you can't really look at him and say they need. Yeah, he's like, like a, a burner to me. Yeah, they need like a like a Julian Edelman-ish. Even a Brandon Cooks-ish. A guy that can run routes. Like Tyreek Hill is the fastest person on the planet wearing an, wearing an NFL uniform. Okay. But when Travis Kelsey is bracketed, and you're right, the two high safeties, you can't just dump down your running back every play. Like Andy right. Reid's supposed to be this wizard. The off the the NFL's caught up now. Adjust and adapt. Right. The Giants' defense has been fine. They give up a forty burger to Dallas. I mean, they've given up a bunch of points to other teams, but this Chiefs' offense was legitimately struggling. They were struggling with this Giants' defense. And sure, you know, turnovers had something to do with it. But man, an unlucky Kelsey's turnovers bracketed I mean, got- the whole game. Yeah, unlucky turnovers. And the Chiefs have been unlucky, and it's probably a hard sell for a Chiefs fan to say, hey, the luck will turn around eventually. But it kind of does turn around at some point always. And don't forget the Chiefs won this game, and we should probably focus on the team that lost it for all the things we're complaining about with the Chiefs because we had higher expectations for them. But the Giants, it feels like Joe Judge played very, very scared in this game. And maybe I'm ultra sensitive because I just watched a primetime game where my Vikings did something very similar where there was a lot of there was throwing behind the sticks and, and you know, third downs. Um, there was a lot of punting on makeable fourth and ones near midfield in, in you know, situations where you they, they came into this point as a ten and a half in this game as a nine and a half, ten and a half point underdog, depending on what book you looked at. Um, I believe it was ten and a half at betonline.ag. And when you're that much of a dog, you got to play more aggressive than that. Sometimes wide receiver contracts take a while to look like mistakes. Kenny Galladay, four years, 72 million, 40 million guaranteed. And he ain't playing. So like, this is something, and sure, maybe he'll come back. He's shown them when he's healthy. He's a, yeah. uh, he's a wide receiver one, probably low end wide receiver one. If we're talking in fantasy yeah. football terms, you know, and it, you know who needs them? Daniel Jones. He needs that him and Kadarius Tony on the field at the same time would be electric, but sweet mother, Ain't nobody staying healthy. Now, so piling on over, let me ask you. After watching tonight, do you believe in the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm not giving up on them. I think the luck turns around. I know it's a hard sell because of all the turnovers, but it it's never, the, the streak is already improbable. It, it never keeps going. And and what's, what's the name of the segment we're going to do next? Me being the novice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ross and I do a segment all the time called Lock It or Mock It, where we decide, do we take it? Do we believe in them? That's we locking it in or are we mocking them? So Lock It or Mock It here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We're going to talk about some AFC contenders, maybe not the Chiefs. They're at 500. I think they need some more wins before they get back in that conversation. But there are a lot of contenders in the AFC. We don't really know what to make of them. So we're going to play a little bit of Lock It or Mock It. And then we're going to do the Tuesday Fantasy Forum a little bit later. Yeah, well, there's one thing that you should never mock Luke Braun of Lockdown oh Vikings ever, and that's get upside. Oh boy. You lock it in, you lock it in, you lock <laughs> yeah. it in. It's lock an incredible in 25 cents a gallon. Yeah. Everybody who buys gas needs to know about get upside. Listeners, as Luke mentioned, are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you got to do is download the free get upside app. 
Go to the App Store or Google Play right now. Save money on gas. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50, per, 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, use promo code TOUCHDOWN and you get up to 50, cent gallon, uh, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Download the free GetUpside app. That's all you need to know. All right, before we get into Lock It or Mock It, it is the trade deadline today, uh, Tuesday, November 2nd. Tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast, they'll probably talk about it. But we have a live show going on. So if you're watching this on YouTube, come back 3 to 5 uh, Eastern time, and we will be breaking down every move, uh, every trade with local experts and everything. The whole deal, big, giant live show. If you are a fan of the NBA shows, we've done it there as well. So come check it out right here on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel from 3 to 5 Eastern time. Now, let's move on to Lock It or Mock It. So we've got a list of AFC contenders, but nobody's perfect in the AFC. It's We're a long way from the you know Tom Brady and everybody else era of the AFC, and everybody's got their question marks. So I guess I want to start with the team that went into Week 8 as the number one seed in the AFC. That is the Bengals, or the Bungles if they're bad. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and all this stuff, but they just dropped a stinker to the Jets. Tell me, Alex Clancy, lock it or mock it, Cincinnati Bengals? Lock it, and it's not because the offense, because the defense is showing up. Like, the defense yeah. hasn't, the defense is, it's progressing. Let's say it's not a lockdown defense, it's not a top seven, top ten defense, but the best friend to a budding wider, to a budding quarterback is a run game and a defense. And with Joe Mixon healthy, they've got that. And with this defense in place, it allows the offense to stick to stick to planogram, stick to spec, sticks to stick to a game plan. Right. Or unless you don't have to, you know, throw it out when you go down 10 nothing because your defense can't stop anybody. I mean, for sure, lock it in. I mean, Jamar Chase is making everybody look stupid. I mean, like me, who said Penny Sewell was the right choice there. He looks like the best <laughs> receiver we've ever seen through eight weeks. He just oh, does. I, I wish mean, we numbers wise, to... he does. I wish we would have been able to argue that because I was all about them taking Jamar Chase back then. Man. Um, I wasn't a huge Sewell guy, but that's a different thing. Um, I'm with you, lock it, because I think the Bengals are one of the smarter teams in the league. I think coaching wise, they're very smart. You've got, um, I, I think Zach Taylor's running a lot of things, but I think Joe Burrow is using his brain a lot to outsmart NFL defenses, which is incredible in his second year. That is an awesome thing that you don't often see from players, but Defensive coordinator Lou uh, Lou Anarumo, <laughs> I don't look how to pronounce that. Uh, Lou Anarumo is coordinating some really, really excellent and interesting stuff. And he's been the coordinator there for a bit and was kind of not very well liked. And now he's really, really in his bag. They are a difficult team to go up against because they are doing smart and creative things and presenting challenges for their opponents. Now, I, I know that's probably hard for Bengals fans because they just dropped a game to Mike White and the Jets and their backup quarterback and all that stuff. It happens. Mm -hmm. But I don't give up. Um, you know, stay the course, I think, because I, I think the Bengals can really make something out of this year. But Alex, give me a team. Chargers. Luke Braun. Lock it or mock it. <sighs> It's really difficult as a contender, by the way. This is not just do we think they're good. Of course, they're good. They're yeah. Five and two. Yeah. But as a contender, I think I'm going to go with Lockett on them as well. Um, I, I believe in Justin Herbert. I believe in Brandon Staley. Um, and I, he won me over. I did not like that hire. You can go back and listen to me decry it on this very podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat crow there. Um, 
I, I think he's he's done a very, very good job of keeping that team modern and not just trying to port over where he had success with the Rams onto the Chargers because it's a different group of people. Um, but I think, I don't, yeah, I just, I buy into it. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the, the whole deal just seems like it's working. But let me ask you, um, and I know you covered an NFC team and we're not as tight with, I mean, but the Chargers have given up a lot of points. Like Brandon Staley is supposed to be a yeah. defensive guy. And you have Derwin James, you have Joey Bosa. I know they lost Melvin Ingram. Um, they seem to be very Ramsey top heavy, very Ramsey top heavy on defense. And they're, they, they should be one of the lockdown defensive teams. So I just don't know if their defense is good enough to keep up with their offense, allow the offense to do what they want. And I, I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm going to lock it too, because I was going to say, I, sounds like you're trying to mock. No, no. Cause I trust them more than most other teams in the AFC. Like if we were talking full on, Super Bowl contenders, I might say mock because I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, best out of three. Do you pick the Chiefs or do you pick the the, the Chargers to win two out of three games? Well, if we're talking about the worst thing about the Chargers is its defense. In that particular matchup, they still have the advantage there. So I would have to pick the Chargers. Uh, next up, we're going to stick to the AFC West. We're going to take the team that is currently leading the AFC West. And that is your Las Vegas Raiders. No coach because John Gruden had to step down in disgrace, and yet they are still winning games. Derek Carr, uh, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro in the renaissance that he is. What do you got? I mean, I just have to go with history and go with the fact that they're the Raiders, and I'll <laughs> mock it. Like, Derek Carr was the greatest thing on the planet when they were 13-3 and three before he... What was it broke his was it his leg? I, I honestly can't remember. He's either his hand or his the leg. I know he got injured. Season, yeah, yeah, he got injured. Yeah, uh, and they, and they had their you know they had their backup come in and, and, uh, for the playoffs. I I don't believe it. I don't think the defense is good enough. Um, I don't trust their run game. They have two hundred million dollars set aside for their backfield, and you can't trust any of them to stay on the field with Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, etc. I just don't. If they had a if they had, if they had a sustainable run game with somebody you could trust and not be injured every other play, I might flip it here. But I just don't trust that Derek Carr with Darren Waller bracketed and Hunter Renfro being this next level guy. I just don't see that being elixir to go deep and make a deep playoff run. What about you? I wish we had one where we disagreed because I'm going to mock it too with the Rams. Uh, and part of it is, yeah, there's a history of Derek Carr where where I think. Even at his best, there still seems to be kind of a ceiling there. Um, but also, I'm worried about interim head coach. He's done a good job so far. Um, you know, they've still they they've managed to not completely fall apart. But there's some inexperience to that, and that starts to matter more when you get to the end of the season. Um, and, and I'm also with you that I I don't really buy into that run game, and it seems like a difficult way to to win games. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. My last one is, um, it's as touchy because they no longer have their best player. Lock it or mock it. Tennessee Titans sands Derrick Henry. I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to lock it. And and I'm not going to make some hackneyed point about running backs don't matter or whatever because Derrick Henry absolutely matters. Um, but here's the deal. They are running away with the division. Um, they're not going to get caught. Sorry, Colts fans. It's over. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, so they can, they're, they're in a similar spot to like the Cowboys in the NFC, NFC East, um, 
where they can sort of take luxuries and they have time to figure this out. There's not a lot of pressure on the Titans right now. And they can figure out how to win without leaning on Derrick Henry. And maybe that means leaning on Adrian Peterson. Maybe they just do the same thing. It totally just works out. Uh, maybe that means, you know, more uh, of Ryan Tannehill to AJ Brown or whatever. Um, but they have time to figure out what sort of identity they get to have throughout the rest of the season. And essentially now to January, they're going to win their division. They're going to get a home playoff game. They have time. They're set up to do it. But what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to agree with you. Like it's, it, this is an easy one to potentially flip, but their defense has played pretty well this year. And that's kind of something that like that was they were the Chiefs defense this year was Tennessee's defense last year. They had zero pass rush that they held the Chiefs to what three points when they played them. Now, sure, they, they're not coming in and out. The, the, the Cardinals put up a 38 burger in week one, but week one doesn't really count. It's a glorified preseason game that counts. I feel like say Derrick Henry averages 120 yards rushing per game. Not saying that flippantly, just say that's the number. Game in, game out, that's what you're going to get from him. If you can get 85 rushing yards with two guys that can run between the tackles hard and set up the play action, that's all you need. The rest of it with the breakaway touchdowns and everything, that's a luxury. Ryan Tannehill might have to run the ball a little bit more. You might run a little bit more RPO, but if Julio Jones can stay healthy and A.J. AJ Brown can stay healthy, Ryan Tannehill has proven he can win big games. And it's the weirdest thing to say that, that Adam Gay screwed him up so much in Miami. Yeah, it's that he been gets a long traded. time since the Miami. Right. And he's a completely different quarterback now. And the fact that the game is moving, it's lending more towards his playing style, where he's more of a runner than Mahomes and Rodgers. And he's not as much of a passer as, I don't know, whoever hucks about Joe Burrow 40 times mm -hmm. a game. He is a Justin perfect. Herbert. Yeah, he's a perfect mix for any type of weather and any type of defense if he doesn't turn the ball over. And I feel like like I could I still see them as a potential fringe Super Bowl contender. I mean, they have all the pieces if the defense can 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 stop other teams, which is wild to say, but that offense may be more 2021 without Derrick Henry. I'm not saying it's going to be better, but I'm saying you can just let the restrictor plate off and see how many points this offense can score when you're hucking it because they haven't had yeah. to without with him. They can kind of find out who else they can be. And they have to figure out what to do without Derrick Henry. Maybe you have to figure out what to do without Derrick Henry, too. If you had him in fantasy, you got to figure out, should you go for the Adrian Peterson thing somewhere else? Marcus Mosher is going to come help us sort all of that out coming up on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. You know what? That was a vacation transition right there. I felt like I was on vacation <laughs> watching Smooth. Luke Braun. Just, that was as sexy as sitting on the beach <laughs> looking at the ocean. And in life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com Vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you'll be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. I love tacos. As long as I've got a good view and a great drink in my hand, I'm happy as I can be with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for, whatever beach you want. Beachbound.com. What are you looking for? What are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. All right. It's Tuesday. Time to talk a little bit of fantasy football here on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. We got Marcus Mosher here of Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Cowboys, I guess. 
Marcus, thanks so much for coming and, and joining. If you can resist gloating about the outcome of uh, Sunday Night Football, let's talk about some of the big news of the week. Usually we start with big performers, but I feel like we have to start with the Derrick Henry thing. Yeah, we should definitely talk about that. And thank you, Luke, for mentioning my podcast, Locked on Cowboys. We do a daily podcast every day with the 6-1 and one Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Uh, uh, Adrian Peterson. I know there's people just out there assuming he's going to be the lead back there and he's going to get Derrick Henry's 28 carries a game. And it's possible. I'm just not one of those people because hmm. he's the last couple of times we saw Adrian Peterson, he looked incredibly washed. Darrington Evans will eventually come back. They have Jeremy McNichols. My guess is that the Titans are going to lean more into their passing attack. So we're not going to see that sheer volume from Peterson. So if you're if Peterson's out there and you can pick him up for free, you can do that. But I'm probably not blowing the rest of my fab budget on Peterson this week. Marcus, one thing that we saw over the weekend was that backup quarterbacks can win football games in the NFL, whether you want to believe that that would be possible or not. Uh, I know that very well. Thank you, Alex, for reminding yeah, me. Well, again. you know what? And Luke, I don't know. If <laughs> I would like what... to exit this conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess you could say Kirk is a glorified back. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, oh, with, oh, with, man. with the, the Jets game was the most interesting to me because we saw this in Washington years ago where RG3 came in as a second overall pick, lowly Kirk Cousins in the fourth, the fourth round pick out of, out of Michigan State. Mm -hmm. There's no chance that Mike White's going to have any sort of fantasy relevance, is there? No, but if you are a fantasy owner of like Michael Carter, I think you actually want Mike White to start as long as possible because one of the things that Zach Wilson wasn't doing was taking the checkdowns and the underneath throws. He was trying to play some hero ball. Mike White is perfectly content just throwing the ball underneath 45 times a game like he did on Sunday. We saw that when he was with the Cowboys in preseason. It was so frustrating to see him not throw the ball down the field but you don't care if you own Michael Carter. He has 15 receptions over the last two weeks. Uh, I, I think this is what we want to see from our fantasy guys. So, yeah, you're hoping that that Mike White can continue to start for the next three, four, five weeks. Let's um, expanding things. You know, there were a lot of problems, a lot of big injury problems that reared their ugly head. You know, Jameis Winston out for the mm -hmm. year. We have Derrick Henry out for the year. You got those guys on your teams. You got to be searching that waiver wire. So are, are there any emergency replacement type options out there that we can look for? Yeah, I think a good one is Taysom Hill. Now, it's still up in the air what's going to happen with the Saints. Are they going to lean into Trevor Simeon be the, being the starting quarterback? Is it going to be Taysom Hill? I don't know, but we know Sean Payton is just infatuated with Taysom Hill. And I think he wants every opportunity to start him like he did last year. So uh, Taysom Hill last year, anytime he played was a you know top 10 fantasy quarterback because of that Konami code, being able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. I think that's somebody that you, you do want to go out and grab. I will say it does make me a little bit nervous about Alvin Kamara because we saw last year, right. whenever Taysom Hill started, Kamara's fantasy production went way down, especially in the passing game. So right. He'd become his own check down and yes. <laughs> now Kamara's not getting yes. passes. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I have, um, I've Kyler Murray and I, and I'm looking for a backup and it's interesting you bring this up and we saw on the back end, I believe it, it was a back end cover by Houston with hmm. Davis mills uh, during garbage time in the second half of the game against the Rams. They don't have an unfavorable schedule coming up. I'm looking at it right now. They have dolphins, Titans, jets, Colts is a tough defense. Seahawks and Jaguars the next six weeks. Some is there any value in Davis Mills as a starter? Or Tyra no. Taylor. 
Yeah, no, oh. I think it's Tyrod Taylor. That's the answer, right? Because I guarantee you he's on your waiver wire right now. He might not start next week, but in week 10, week 11, I think Tyrod's going to be back there. And as we know, whenever Tyrod plays, he's really good for fantasy. So that's a great guy to pick up now a week ahead of time before he gets back onto the field. Could be kind of one of those sneaky guys that ends up, you know, making a, a late surge for your playoffs. And I mean, that's things are starting to kind of get to that point where you've only got what, how many weeks until, you know, six, seven weeks, depending it, on your format. Not many. And we're getting close to the trade deadlines in a lot of leagues. So mm-hmm. uh, start making trades for some of these quarterbacks that have favorable schedules. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is another one, especially with Derrick Henry going down. Uh, the playoff schedule was really nice for him. So guys like Tyrod, Ryan Tannehill could be the, the reason why you win a fantasy championship this year. All right, Marcus, before we let you go, I got one more thing for you. This is sure. kind of, we've we've been, we've go, gone through enough of the season now where we can start to make some tough decisions. I want a hot take, somebody you can drop. Ooh, outside of Derrick Henry? Uh, 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 yeah, like a hot take. How about LaVisca Chenault? Um, this is somebody who a lot of people drafted in the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth round in your fantasy drafts this year. Uh, he got moved from the slot to the outside receiver to the X receiver and Jamal Agnew replaced him as the, the slot receiver. He's been getting more targets. Um, that offense is atrocious in, in Jacksonville. So I think you're safe to drop LaVisca Chanel and just not worry about him anymore. And I know that's frustrating for people out there like me who had high hopes for Chanel, but. Uh, he's not going to be important to you the rest of the way. All right, Marcus, thank you so much for giving us all this fantasy advice. Again, you can find him on the Locked On Fantasy Podcast, Locked On Cowboys. <laughs> we'll see. You Locked later, On Cowboys, Marcus. baby. <laughs> we'll see you later, Marcus. Thanks, guys. Tomorrow on the show is Power Rankings Wednesday. Also, we will have all of the news from the trade deadline. So can't miss episode tomorrow. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine will have you all set up there you can also check out the peacock and williamson podcast for more of that national nfl angle those guys doing a great job over there we will see you all tomorrow here on the locked on nfl podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day